You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This year is your year, even if you also said that in 2022. And however you want to make a splash... Mother Nature can help you every step of the way with Wool Runner Mizzles from Allbirds. Wool Runner Mizzles are shoes made from premium, supernatural, weather-repellent materials. So you can jump into this year with both feet, rain or shine. The high-top uppers are made from temperature-regulating, moisture-wicking merino wool treated with durable puddle guard technology to keep you dry and comfy. And you can take confident strides with supernatural rubber treads that grip for all-condition traction and sugarcane-based sweet foam midsoles that put a little bounce in each step. Allbirds is constantly innovating to increase the performance and longevity of their earth-friendly materials. So even on your toughest outings, you'll wear out before your shoes do. This year, make a splash without worrying about getting your feet wet with Wool Runner Mizzles from Allbirds. Discover your perfect pair at Allbirds.com today. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com. It is... What's today? It's October 22nd, Saturday... 2022 and welcome to the Halloween Havoc Podcast. <laughs> I love it. Tonight's NXT Halloween Havoc 2022. Oh, so much that we saw before that we saw again tonight. But there were some high spots. There were some good things. If this if this premium live event had been like 45 minutes shorter, oh my god, could you imagine the energy we would have? Coming on to this podcast. Yeah, there was a lot of filler tonight. A lot. A lot. And I have to admit, I didn't watch NXT Tuesday. I thought Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark were getting their shot tonight. And when I found out that wasn't on the card, I was just kind of like, God damn it, I can't believe I have to do the podcast. Like that's You didn't, what get, I was to, you didn't to. get to live your truth tonight. Yes. Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> I believe it's going to happen. Although, I don't I know. After tonight. With Alba Fire losing tonight, I don't know. Maybe Nikita does take that title off Mandy. If she loses Tuesday, I think that's Nikita's next logical step. Maybe. I could see. I would rather her be undefeated. I think it's a bigger deal if it's undefeated Nikita versus champion Mandy. Mm-hmm. And this would be a blemish on her record if she was not to capture those titles. Maybe they'll do like a no contest or something like that, a disqualification to get out of it. But if Nikita does not capture those titles, I hope – she doesn't lose. I hope it's, you know, not yeah. that I ever hope for disqualification, but I really do think that there is a potential main event feud that could main event a takeover of Nikita Lyons versus Mandy Rose, undefeated streak versus a title. Absolutely. And uh, tonight, look, great to see Shotzi Blackheart hosting. She was she was born for this. She's fantastic as the Halloween Havoc host. She's going to be back Tuesday. Now, when they said back at, in NXT, I was like, is she just back for this match or is she back in NXT? Because I'm, I'm down with it either way. But That's a good question. I think it was back for the match, but I will say, I don't know about being a fantastic host because she showed up like an hour and a half into the show and then we never saw her again. No, she was in the beginning. She was in the beginning. Yeah, in the beginning three outfits. But, yeah. Three outfits. A couple outfit changes. Yeah, I, I just thought that we'd see more of Shotzi. I was, you know, maybe I was being greedy. Well, you know, it's been a tough day for the punk and emo nation. 
85,000 emo kids are in Las Vegas today for the concert that was canceled due to wind. Oh, no. That oh, is wow. the most emo thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, my God. Yeah, and it makes some perfect the... sense, though. I was close. I was like, you know, it's outdoors. Maybe there'll be some StubHub tickets. Now it's going on again tomorrow and then again next weekend. But, yeah, I couldn't wait. Canceled due to wind. But I have to say, aside from the wind, the weather in Vegas was lovely today. You think they were going to like walk a tightrope or something. I don't know. Yeah, well, some of the bands are doing free shows at different venues, but it's like, you want to go see All-American Rejects at a barbecue place? Great. It holds 300 people. Like, (laughs) everybody's getting turned away, you know? Uh, It's very unfortunate. But, um, you know, a lot of the wrestling community I was seeing was uh, in town for this day, so hopefully they'll uh, have some luck tomorrow. But Halloween Havoc tonight. Um, We started at 7.30 Eastern. We had the pre-show. We ran it all down. And the show opened with the NXT North American Championship ladder match. Carmelo Hayes versus Oof. Oral Mensa versus Wesley versus Juan Von Wagner versus Nathan Frazier in a ladder match for the NXT North American Championship. Alfred, what did you think of this match? I thought it was an excellent match. And I think this might have compromised the show because just based on this match alone, I was just like, wow, this is going to be the show of the year or whatnot. This match is excellent. It just came across like a match where backstage I could just see them all like, I'm going to steal this show tonight. No, 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 I am. And then they just all wrestled with ferocity. Even Von Wagner, who, you know, people were chanting yes. no as he came closer to the ladder. He was clearly the big, quote unquote, oaf who wasn't going to do the high spot to fans. Didn't necessarily want to see win, but he had one of the best spots in that match when he threw Wesley Yo, on that when table. he beat Wesley, he screamed. Yeah. I screamed. It was so good. It was good. I loved it. I have no complaints about this match. I thought even the finish, it was pleasantly surprising. I'm happy for Wesley. I thought it was, a, I really did think it was a truly great match. And if it wasn't for Ricochet, versus Carmella, which I think should receive match of the year votes. You know, it wasn't the match of the year, but should receive some votes. If it wasn't for that match, I think this was the best opener we've seen in NXT all year. This is very good. Uh, Issa, I want to get your take on this, but let me just say, Von Wagner, I've been very critical of, and I've never really felt before, but something about the, him out there tonight in cornrows, uh, yeah. yeeting Wesley <laughs> onto uh, the table. Oh, my God. Like, tonight, I, t- I turned a corner on Von Wagner. I was like, you know what? If he'd won tonight, I was like, I'm going to give this guy a fair shake now. He's, he's kind of impressed me. He's King Von Wagner now after those kind of cornrows. You know, R.I.P. King Von. Look what, look what it did for uh, Justin Timberlake with the cornrows. Yeah, yeah. The culture's undefeated, man. If Daddy <laughs> Ass got cornrows, he would have the number one selling T-shirt for the rest of the year. Oh, my God. For the next 10 years. Absolutely. Issa, what did you think of this match? I love this match. Love this match. Heard the rest of the show probably all the way to the main event. To be honest with you, it was so hard to follow. Yeah, it was incredible. I find myself rooting for Von Wagner only when he's eating people. Like yeah. I don't even understand. Every time that Von Wagner is eating someone, I'm here for it. Everything else that he does, not so much. He hit a fan with a ladder. Yeah, <laughs> he hit a fan with a ladder. This was fun. It was like. It, it didn't feel like a spot fest, though. Everything felt calculated, planned. Like, it didn't feel like it's too much. It didn't feel like there were tryhards. It was just perfect. I love this opener. At the same time, it, it ruined the pacing and some of the following matches because nothing could, could just leave up for, to this for a while in the show. Yeah. And Wesley, new North American champion. What a shocking result. I was rooting yeah. for Trek Williams. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I was rooting for Carmella. Yeah, it could have seemed like Trick Williams was going to conquer his fear of heights and win it for Carmella. I thought that's where they were going too. 
But I want to just win it and take off with it and then like create a story where he doesn't want to give it to Carmelo Hayes. <laughs> yeah. That'd have been hilarious. But no, this is good. And not to ruin the pace of this show, but we do have to get into a quick news item before we move forward about CM Punk. That is a big story oh. of the weekend. We could just do one quick wow. news story about him the being... moment. We're over here all excited. Yeah. Right. Wow. Great. Yeah, and then Alfred is all like CM Punk. Like, I this just is... remembered. We, we didn't tell the news. Yeah, I'm sorry to kill him, but CM Punk is the one who's doing this, okay? He's the one who always pulls himself in the news, and he's being bought out reportedly by AEW. And even more surprising, well, not that that's surprising, but surprisingly enough, WWE reportedly is open to CM Punk returning to the company, namely Triple H. Right now, at Pro Wrestling Vince, you can see uh, my conjecture about CM Punk possibly returning to WWE. But Issa, what are your thoughts about the buyout and CM Punk possibly returning? I, I don't think that's a good idea, honestly. I think that, I don't know that he'll be able to get along with the locker room. We've seen that being a constant issue with him. And if your hope is to get some of the free agents from AEW when they become free agents to come to WWE, I'm not sure they'll be so willing to do that if you have CM Punk in your locker room, right? So I, I, I wouldn't have it. Unless you sign him to a one-match deal and let Roman Reigns squash him worse than what Moxley did, that... I will be all on board for. Outside of that, I don't need to see it. I mean, it's nuts if it happens, but why not? 2022 has been that kind of year. Yeah, and wrestling is this kind of business. I hate to admit it, but it's kind of funny about pro wrestling. If you can draw, you will always have a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth chance. It seems insane that CM Punk, who's like on fool me three times territory, it seems insane that anybody would consider putting that guy back in their locker room, but the fact that WWE is, I really think they need to tread lightly. I don't think it's a good idea. Uh, it's just they have enough 40-year-olds, which CM Punk hits 40. We've got 22 people are going to be 40 on that roster by November 1st. Not to age shame. I just don't think they need to get older. They need to get younger. And CM Punk is the last type of personality that needs to be in that locker room. I think it's a horrible idea. And I think Happy AEW, early birthday to LA Knight. Yeah, LA Knight. Happy early birthday, November 1st. Is that Sagittarius season, I believe? Uh, but I, I just don't think it's a good idea. No, that's a Scorpio. Scorpio. Scorpio, okay. That, that like, actually checks out for LA Knight, yeah. Like Gadrock, yes. Uh, Stella Justin Lopez, 499. Did not watch, but I'd like to give a shout out to Al and his Packers after the 21-7 trashing the baby jet he's put on them as pictured in my default. But it wasn't 21-7, and that was basically the Jets' Super Bowl because they haven't won anything since 1969. The Jets are getting all kinds of breaks where they're going to get the Broncos without Russell Wilson, and the Jets are a fraudulent team that went a little early and they're going to fraudulent. finally collapse the second half of the season. Violent. Fraudulent. Preach. Congratulations on your fraudulent win uh, over the Packers who had a flight from London and didn't get a bye week. Congratulations, Justin. I appreciate it. So I hate that this killed some of the momentum. This should have been on the pre-show. Toxic attraction going to the spooky undisclosed location to meet up with Alba Fire. Yeah. Um, this was a momentum this. killer. I know they thought, oh, it's a cool down, but this was completely unnecessary. And I this like was, all the women in this match. This was in this more segment. dead than the Yankees lineup in this oh, ALCS. God. This was horrible. This was just as bad as the Yankees are playing baseball right now, honestly. Yeah. And uh, even though the Yankees didn't score any runs, I still felt like that this was a higher scoring performance than this uh toxic attraction i didn't like this at all this parts of this show came off like a bad snl sketch like when they were trying to do comedy and <laughs> yeah. people what's going on here we want to we're here for some wrestling and it just didn't connect mm -hmm. 
And why was Alba, is Alba Fire dressed up as Thunder Rosa? Is she cosplaying? Is this a Halloween <laughs> oh, thing? Oh, I thought she got a <laughs> infringement. Finn Balor's uh, right? pumpkin demon makeup from a couple years oh, ago. This when he was supposed Thunder to Rosa. go against Sister Abigail, remember? <laughs> uh, so my question is, on the Toxic Attraction road trip, Mandy, JC, and Gigi, what were they listening to on that road trip to the spooky house? Monster Jam. <laughs> Weren't they listening to emo music on their way to Vegas? Yeah, they listening to just Nightmare on My Street and the Fat Boys, Ready for Freddy. Yeah, you know, yeah, just old school, old school jams. Uh, no, I think uh, look, we'll talk about the match itself. Decent setup, just in a non-pandemic. You got a live crowd sitting there. I don't know why you put this on because then we had a Paul Cruz and Grayson Waller in a casket match where there were two casket spots. In the casket Bro, match. We need and... to talk about this. We need to yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> although Alfred, when the lights went out, I was like, holy shit, are we getting the Firefly Trap House? That's what I thought. I thought they were going to kill him <laughs> on, and we were going to get the Trap House right there. We were so close. They got druids. One he's day, got they're druids. Building they're building to it. Apollo, he's, <laughs> you know, he can make it happen, man. No, Issa, I, I want to hear what you say about this. Yeah. Casket yeah match. I want to see if you hate it as much as I did. I did. It was confusing. I thought that Grayson Waller had won for a second. I didn't realize the real casket was under the casket. It wasn't explained very well. Mm-hmm. In ring-wise, I thought they had good chemistry while they sure. were having like their match. But for me, it died after that spot because I was so confused about what was going on. I wish you guys would have been on my watch along. My chat was absolutely incredible. Some people were saying that Apollo Cruz is now the new Black Undertaker confirmed. Other people said that he <laughs> ancient African demon powers that came out tonight. Like it was so much fun. But honestly, if it wasn't for my chat, I would have hated everything about it because I, I was, it was very confusing. I'm glad that Apollo Crew got a win. I've been very vocal here about him coming back down to NXT just to take L's, but it didn't feel like a legitimate win because of that whole weird spot. And when the lights went out and came back on, he should have had both his eyes with the bloody red, like. They should have. Done. It's a Halloween show for Christ's sakes. Yeah, I feel like he's moving away from. Maybe they heard this podcast and he doesn't want to be called the Black Fiend. So now he's ripping off the Undertaker. We got to come no, up with a better name the than that. We got to come up no. with a better name than that. That really, like, that name could be taken many different ways. Even though you're a Black Fiend, Mama. No, it's perfect. He's a Black. He's a Black Fiend from Dear Mama and Tupac. <laughs> he will always be. But uh, they did do some Undertaker comebacks. Here, my <laughs> my problem with this match. And to Issa's point is that I thought it was over. Like he fell through the yeah. casket and I think everybody in the building thought, oh, okay, this match is over. It was almost like they were waiting for the bell for that last five minutes. Vic Joseph yeah. didn't really explain why they were wrestling that you have to open the lid. They brought back the, another casket where he essentially gets to continue. He gets to like continue and get to second life yeah, to yeah. win this match. And then he won the match. And I didn't know that the match had not ended. And so when they ended the match, then Vic Joseph all of a sudden says, oh, no, in order to win this match, you have to open up the cap. Well, there was no lid. There was no lid. He went through the lid. What lid was he supposed to close? That's more insane. That is a more badass ending. I drove somebody through the lid of a casket. It was weird. I didn't like it, and I don't think it did a lot for Apollo. Yeah. Here's a great storyline that they can do. Uh, Apollo Cruz comes out. It's election season, and he cuts a promo on Joe Biden, the crime bill, because he says that because of the crime bill, he became a black fiend. How about that? You guys, uh... <laughs> the 1994 crime bill made Apollo Cruz a black fiend. I think that's the storyline you got to do. 
It's woke. It's it's relevant. I I I would like to see it. So Chase U had a segment backstage. <laughs> and uh Andre Chase, there's a transfer student, and it's Duke Hudson. From poker to this. This man needs to find his calling because he don't know what it is. But he's smart, he's a good student. I kind of like though that Chase U is turning into like the Degrassi junior high of NXT. And we're starting to see the student drama happen. Like I like this becoming its own little soap opera. That and it's becoming a functional university. Like you can laugh what you want about it, but I could actually see this becoming a thing. People would pay tuition to a quote unquote university where it's just a bunch of wrestling trivia. And I felt like this segment was a rib on Booker T because the answer to the question of who lost those tag team titles in the oh, yeah. Harlem Heat. And you can hear the crowd like audibly gasping because Booker T was in the building. It was a fun segment, but again, it felt like an episode of NXT, like something that could have been on an episode of NXT. Yeah. Um, Pretty Deadly had a nice uh, promo segment with Katana Chance and Kaden Carter backstage. Uh, but then we had the Weapons Wild match with Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez. Uh, and Roxanne, like, using a skateboard like a bat. I like that beginning she was just swatting away everything being thrown at her. That was kind of, I mean, I don't know if that works as a wrestling match, but it was entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, I mean, look, Cora Jade as a heel has been so much better. Like she has much more gravitas, maturity, presence. They they climbed the Gronk Tower, and they both fell off the Gronk Tower. That was a great spot. They didn't. It wasn't a good spot. They hugged and fell backwards together like yeah. a fucking trustful. It was a trustful. It was. It was a good like spot. Was, it was a good okay, spot. Could you do that? Prove your friendship, like to prove your friendship. Could you do yeah, that? It, it, you could see him checking yeah, on each other anything. too. I jumped off the Stratos, the Stratos Tower thing in Vegas. I, I love jumping well, off Well, you things, had a cord so, attached yeah. to you. You didn't just jump off. I mean, Oh, and they landed on a freaking gimmick table, Glenn. It's the same thing. It actually did look fun when I was watching. It didn't look dangerous. Oh, and you could see them like, you could see Cora Jane. It was nothing the but a thrust fall. I hate uh, it. Be careful. You so you're going go to you're gonna go to TwitchCon and you're going to like go in the pit. and Yo, break my back. Yeah, like... Gotta gotta watch it these days. You can't just jump no. off everything. I know, I know. But I didn't I didn't like this spot. I, I wish they would have just shot it differently because it literally looked like they just hugged and went back together. And then they really like played it just either. so you could see it. Yeah. I felt like this match was not the best. It, it was supposed it, to be like this it, blood feud, and they really kind of missed a lot of things, and it didn't seem very convincing, like a real fight. Like we saw that Damon Kemp and Julius Creed, I felt felt like more of a real intense brawl. And that this match just didn't have that energy. And I because thought, they never gave us the time to get invested into their friendship. They broke yeah. them up too soon after establishing that they were best friends. So it's just like, why do I care if they hate each other now? It's not like they were friends for a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised Cora didn't win. I thought Cora should have won, but instead the winner was. Uh... <laughs> I like the ending. I like the ending spot. I thought she did a good job. The slam onto the shares. Can I have that drop one more time? Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. It was uh, the match. There's some things I would have done differently, but overall, I liked it. 
like the trust fall maybe make it a real fall <laughs> do we have trust falls anymore see Issa, you're probably the last generation that grew up with trust falls did, did i can't i can't actually i legitimately cannot do a trust fall even my oldest nephew one time tried to get me to do a trust fall and i and i didn't trust him to fall. i have trust issues wow. yeah have you seen a therapist about this i don't know if this is <laughs> no my nephew was like really you don't think i'm gonna catch you and i'm like no <laughs> I couldn't do it backwards. Maybe I always I had to look help. back. I, I always help. had to look back. I couldn't just do it, you know? I was have you like done a trust fall, Alfred? I, I definitely have, yeah. I've done, like, ropes courses and whatnot, and I'll just do trust fall. You know, somebody will catch me. I have fallen. They have dropped me before, and I fell in my head. But wow. usually wow. I get caught. <laughs> usually I get caught? Yeah. <laughs> Alfred I'll... be walking around to random people on Applebee's, be like, hey, bro, you want to catch me? <laughs> Oh, what a night what a night what a weekend what a week what a month what a year this has been for nxt 2.0 trust that's gonna be it we gotta your new year's resolution he says should be to do one trust fall no have roman catch you do it with roman how <laughs> okay so then we had uh quincy elliott out with shotzi Interrupted by Lash Legend. Lash Legend. Yeah. Most footwear brands overlook natural materials for cheaper synthetic alternatives. But when it comes to quality, Mother Nature knows best. Allbirds took that idea and ran to create their iconic wool runners. Wool runners are made with premium supernatural materials that are both comfy and durable. So you can run to the ends of the earth or just to the store. Plus, they're machine washable to stay looking as fresh as the first day you got them. The Wool Runner Upper is made with Superfine ZQ certified merino wool that's breathable, temperature regulating, and moisture wicking. And the sugarcane based sweet foam midsoles cushion your feet and put a little bounce in every stride with all day support. Allbirds are constantly innovating to increase the performance and longevity of their materials. Even on your toughest outings, you'll wear out before your shoes do. This year, take a big step forward for Mother Nature with the Allbirds Wool Runner. Discover your perfect pair today at allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. I could think okay, of not everyone phone. at once. Yeah. No, all I could think about was the banana phone. Uh, yes, oh, 100% banana phone. Yes, Quincy uh, had multiple outfits tonight. Yes, yes. And so, also, uh, shout out to Lash Legend for taking that bump in that amazing outfit. Yeah, in those heels, too. That was very impressive. But this segment didn't do it for me. This is another where it was like they were trying to do comedy and in front of the live crowd. This kind of died immediately. And I just, you know, I don't know. I know you guys may have liked Shotzi overall. I think Shotzi's very talented, and she's one of my favorite up-and-coming, especially coming from NXT. I felt like they could have done more for her on this show, especially given the fact that she's such a huge horror fan. I didn't feel like on the body of the show they did enough with the host. They just had well, this kind of token segment and then moved on from it. And I didn't really feel like she was the host of this show. They had to accommodate Chucky as well, don't forget. But, yes. look, when, we have, when we've had the host of WrestleMania, the host of WrestleMania has one segment. Host WrestleMania isn't, it's not like you're hosting the Emmys and you're going to come out and do skits throughout the night, you know? That's what The Rock did when he hosted at WrestleMania 27. Yeah, but that's The Rock, then, though. Yeah. Come on. When The Rock was in <laughs> Dallas, when The Rock was the host in Dallas when we were all there, The Rock came out for one segment. Yeah. 
Well, you who's know? the host that you're on? Yeah. That's yeah. Right. I'm just saying it's not always what it's cracked up to be, you know? Yeah, I, didn't need, I didn't need more of her because I already thought we had enough filler. Yeah, there was a lot of, considering how much filler and commercials that were on the show, this really did come off like a longer episode of NXT. Um, ambulance match. Julius Creed versus Damon Kemp. Julius loses. Brutus will have to leave NXT. I liked the fake out when it seemed like Julius was in there and then he hurt his hand keeping the door open. That was nice. Yeah, I think this is where the show started to turn around because I felt like the opener was very hot and then for at least an hour, the show kind of went off a cliff. And then this is a match where it really started to turn around where people felt like they were into it. They had a stipulation about Julius leaving where I really could have seen Damon winning this match. I didn't think that it was an automatic that Julius was going to win because maybe they do something with Roderick Strong. Maybe they're ready to call up Julius. I could have seen that easily. I know that the Creed brothers are two of the favorites of this administration. So I was just watching this and there were points where when they would fake out, I would kind of go for it. But I thought the intensity was good. This whole feud, I think, has been a success. Yeah, I agree. I like this match a lot. It started a little slow. I want to know the people that were like the audience that was by the ambulance. Are those sold as obstructive view tickets? Because that's the only thing they could see the entire show. It would have just been the ambulance. <laughs> like, I hope they understood that they were just going to be sitting there watching the ambulance. There was a couple of spots that didn't make sense to me at one point. I think Julius got uh, Kemp back onto the ring where if the goal is to get him in the ambulance, why are you bringing him away from the ambulance? Just uh, just nitpicking at this point. But as, at one point in this match, he turned around and Julius just was just dominating to a point where I was like, well, he has to win now, right? Like, he is like, dominating this match completely and yeah it was fun i did think this is when he picked up a little bit but then again we had two main events that were just regular matches and then you have so many gimmick matches in a row to go from that to well the triple threat is not the cue technically speaking but they didn't need to use any weapons because they didn't need to that match kicked ass right but it was like you went from all these gimmicks and then you put two wrestling matches like i just thought the pacing of the show was a little weird for me it's but also this a little is awkward. when it picked up again to do an ambulance match and a casket match on the same show, yeah. those are essentially the same match. So that's a little awkward to have both of those on the same show. And the casket match should have ended when he went through the lid of the casket. It should have. I thought it did. They did a, a terrible bad. job with that. That whether it, both telegraphing to the crowd and the TV audience, I think everybody watching that match is confused after Apollo Cruz went through the casket. Yeah. So Terry Allen Jr. Two dollar and sixty cent super chat asking the real questions if we're going to see Black Panther two. 100% yes can't wait I'm behind though I haven't watched Thor yet I didn't watch Moon Knight um, I didn't mm. watch Ms. Marvel I'm going to watch Black Adam I haven't heard the best reviews about it but I'm going to watch it I hear um, um, it's got it's moments and I want to support The Rock he needs it you know yeah, he does need it he's he's on hard times these days that's Wayne Johnson <laughs> whatever happened to him <sighs> I bought the pineapple coconut Zoa because I really like the peach one so much. Pineapple coconut's not not doing it for me. Have you moved on from white energy? What, oh, I, I'm, I'm not. I don't want to go through the white energy too quick, Alfred. Okay. I try. I try and rotate it with the energy drinks. I try and do a different one each day. You know. That's good. That's I appreciate good. that. I appreciate that. You can't be. You can't be having all that white energy every no. day. Oh, it's day. too much. Not you, need to, you need to chill for a little bit. You know. And that's that's my value energy drink. That's like only a buck fifty a can on Amazon. Oh, wow. so, you know, yeah. <laughs> White energy is uh, very cost efficient. 
Uh, not like Zoa. Zoa's like three dollars a can. The Rock's getting paid, you know. I thought we were done with the white energy, honestly. But I no, we'll never be done with, with white energy in this country. No. Tonight, I was almost like, should I have the white energy? I like, can't do that every show. Kind of got to face that. in this country. What? It's out in America, don't they? Yeah, you know, according to the polls lately, it seems like white energy might be making a surprising comeback. <laughs> uh, Calvin Alexander, folks by the Ambulance Performance Center trainees. Kill, so, okay. don't, kill, don't, don't kill the dream, okay? I want to think that it was actual customers that thought they were going to watch it and had to sit there with an obstructive view the entire time. <laughs> I couldn't believe when the Druids were out there, a bunch of them were wearing like either boots or like, you know, black uh, like dress shoes. And then like, you could just see like two of them were wearing sneakers and I was just so pissed off. <laughs> that would have ruined it for me too. I'm glad I didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't notice that either. <laughs> were they at least Jays or like Air Maxes or something? Were they, no, were they it's just heads? like some, it's just some generic stuff. Oh come on, uh, baby, I just want to know. I didn't watch Step Up Three again. I've watched the final dance number from Step Up Three probably a dozen times in the last month. Have you learned it? You should learn it. You know that was my plan. When my wife was out of town. I was like, I'm going to learn a dance dance routine, and I didn't do it. <laughs> There's still time. Uh, I always say I'm going to do a lot of things when my wife is out of town. And instead, it's just, you know, sitting around with the cats, watching TV, eating bad food. Yeah, it's a disaster. Um, so the ambulance match, Creed is staying in NXT. And right when that ambulance was leaving, Alba Fire was arriving with Mandy Rose in her car, brawling to the ring for the NXT Women's Championship. And Alba Fire, oh, she had it. But then Toxic Attraction showed up, pulled the ref out of the ring. And wouldn't you know it, Mandy Rose is still the NXT Women's Champion. Yeah, there was no stalling here, huh? They just got out of the car and got right into it. I was happy about that. I was like, wow, that was... It seemed to start very aggressively considering that we got like 10 video packages before every other match. Uh, This wasn't my favorite thing on the card tonight. I didn't think that Alba Fire was winning, but obviously it's coming to a point where Mandy Rose needing toxic attraction is becoming a little overused at this point. But overall, it was, it was it was it was just there for me. It was just a match that happened tonight. But Mandy's still your champion. Looks like she's gonna make it to the year mark. Good yeah, for her. And actually, should. special shout out to her. She just had a loss in her family, and the fact that she was there yes. doing her thing. May your respect. May your props to her. Yeah, terrible loss. Stops with Mandy and her family. And uh, it's good that Mandy was able to hold on to it. I think that's a great storyline for her to go to a year. I think Booker T was really good putting Mandy over. Nobody does it better than Wade Barrett because he's just really funny at being over the top and salivating. But Booker T, I thought, was really good at really putting over Mandy Rose as like one of the greatest champions in the history of NXT. And I saw this segment that they did, that sketch, the second that started, or once they started to get into it, it was getting all hokey. I was like, there's no way Alba Fire is winning this title. And exactly. I, I, it hurt exactly. this match for me. I was just, I just thought there's no way they're going to do all this silliness and then Alba fire. And then that's how they'd be throwing Mandy Rose. No way. Yeah. It's just, this is the problem with Mandy and Braun though. I can't, these premium live events are yeah. not interesting when you know that the main titles are safe. Yeah. That is a part of the booking in terms of, because Alba fire is somebody who's, she's a great worker and she, Maybe it hasn't connected yet with the audience, but somebody I could see being it. I mean, she was the NXT UK champion for what 
300 days or something like that. So I could see her winning that title, just not in this storyline and the way they booked her. I couldn't see it. Yeah, there's a the, the difference I will say, Glenn, is that in the main event, I did think there was a couple of opportunities where I thought somebody else was going to take that title. In this match, it, it was just a matter of just ended. Mandy Rose is winning. There was a couple of spots in the in the uh, main event that I thought somebody else was walking away with that belt. Yeah, but the way they give Braun those big spots and the entrance, I mean, it's just very clear that it's it's like um it's like they think he's just going to grow into this title eventually. You know what I mean? Like if they just keep him champ long enough, he'll seem like the biggest guy in NXT. I think he will. I, I think he's got the eventually. To do it. How many more think, years? The, whoa, how many months have we been doing this for? Like what? Eight. I think yeah, he absolutely is going to grow into it. Still Alfred Saxton, biggest Braun Breaker fan. Yeah. Braun Breaker fan club president in the building. I mean, he still can't cut a promo. He's getting yeah. decent at the promos. I thought Braun Breaker was tremendous. I thought this was the second best match in the show, which is high praise. He was very good. He did a very good job in this match. I'll give him credit. I mean, he's no Von guy, Wagner. Maybe Braun needs cornrows. He, I would love that. <laughs> that should be like the new age big pop of pump. Is that like cornrows and then the bleached beard and all that stuff? Let's do it. Coming nah, out drinking a no. white energy. You know? <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> We got to get them on as a, a sponsor. Oh my God, those reads would be the greatest. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303 292 9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Uh, but no, I think. Um... Yeah, okay, so Mandy won with the help of Toxic Attraction. Like, but Toxic Attraction's ready for the main roster. They were supposed to go to the main roster. Keep getting delayed. Uh, Mandy is phenomenal, but I don't know. I just think it's starting to st it's starting to hamper the NXT women's division the longer a, this happens. It's the women's version of the Undisputed Era where they were really hot and they were a great group. And then it came a time, particularly around the Wednesday Night Wars, where they just yeah. felt stale. And even though they were still having good matches and cutting good promos and having good segments, it was over. It just felt like, okay, we we need to move on from this Undisputed Era. And I feel that way about Toxic Attraction right now. Yeah. Uh, well, bright spot with this promo backstage that we have with uh, Zoe and Nikita and Idris and Malik in uh, advance of their title matches next week for the tag titles. Yeah, I was with you, Glenn. When I saw Zoe and Nikita in their street clothes, that's what made me realize, oh, so this match isn't tonight? Because I assumed yeah. it was tonight, too. Well, they were dressed up. I mean, I don't think that was a street clothes backstage, maybe. I mean, yeah, street clothes is kind of underplaying. What I mean, they were slain. Nikita's yeah. slain, too. Uh, but no, I think, uh, it's going to be good. I think Tuesday tag title Tuesday is going to be good. Um, but that NXT championship match tonight, Braun Breaker versus JD McDonough versus Ilja Dragunov in a triple threat match for the NXT championship. And man, all these guys really brought this tonight. Mm. This was a good triple threat with a very predictable ending that a few times I was like, maybe they're going to put the belt on someone else. Yep. For a split second. The fans yeah, I really felt the same. I really, really love this match. Like, a lot. I thought everybody looked great. Like I said, it would have been an old DQ match, and the fact that weapons were barely used. I think a share was used at one point by JD, and that was about it. And it wasn't necessary. Never, 
you never really thought about them doing something like that because they were just wrestling so good. I did think that Dragunov had it a couple of times there. There was some reversals, some counters from all of them that were just absolutely insane. And almost like the latter match, it was like spot after spot after spot, but it didn't feel like a spot fest or or like people were trying hard. It was just, it was beautiful. <laughs> it was art almost. I really, really enjoyed this triple threat wow. and I thought all three men looked awesome. Yeah, and there are a lot of creative spots. I really love that Frankensteiner into the sit-out powerbomb. Yeah. This is just a great match. That was match. awesome. This is my thing with Braun is this guy is very new to the wrestling business, and he's in there with two pros who have been doing it for a long time. And the fact that he was keeping up with them and was able to do some of these spots, these very inventive, complex, triple-threat, double-team spots, I thought it was great. This guy's a phenom. I'm telling you. I saw a couple of people theorizing this as a way to uh, solve some problems. Eric Douglas saying, I thought Theory was going to cash in. I mean, that might be the best way out of a lot of these situations that we're in right now. I wouldn't with have a the briefcase with, with the NXT championship. I um, mean, if you look at the next, because he's got what about five months left. So maybe they do something in the summer, but it's like he's not beating Roman Reigns for sure. If it in when it goes to Cody, which is better, they better not mess around. They better give it to that god Cody Rhodes. And if they do, he's not beating Cody Rhodes. And when CM yeah. Punk comes back, he's not beating CM Punk for that title. So, like, you know, there's nobody that I think Austin Theory could beat on the main roster. Yeah, but even with the theory tease, I thought that him coming out or cashing in just the match was so good that I was okay with it not happening and it going nowhere tonight. Maybe they'll expand it on Tuesday. Um, or something like that, but I, I really like the match enough that I didn't care. I, I actually think maybe him coming out, even if it feels like a fake out, it might have ruined the momentum mm. after seeing oh, such yeah. a good match. But I think tonight would have benefited by ending by a big surprise or something to get people talking. I mean, it just felt like tonight was kind of predictable. I completely agree. It was very much yeah. like an NXT. It's like we watched NXT twice this week, and I just think that Austin Theory spot was... Just for that show, it was a Tuesday night show going against AEW, and they wanted to load it up. He wasn't advertised, but they just wanted as many main roster stars on the show to make it come off as a big deal and create buzz. So I don't think they're going to follow up on that. Yeah, we'll see. All in all, though, if Sunny just been even been a half an hour shorter, it would have had more energy. Yeah, they could have cut some of those commercials out. They could have cut pretty much all the sketches I could have done without. Except the Chasey. Yeah. Chasey was good. Yeah, there was there was too much filler, but overall some good wrestling, some normal wrestling, <laughs> trust falls, friendships were tested. It was it was it was it was a it was a show that was there, <laughs> and there was a fire. Uh, Jeff said it in the in the chat. There was a mask in the fire promo. I don't know if you guys caught that. Oh uh, yeah, some people are thinking that's yeah. T bars mask. It looks like T bars mask. Oh really? Speaking of masks, mm -hmm. Joe Gacy in the schism got masks in the red hoodie going to be revealed on tuesday who is the redhead is it bray wyatt what do we think no <laughs> who haven't we seen in a while cm punk no i have no idea who it could be honestly yeah i don't know that's a good question i don't know because the body type is very unfamiliar i they're kind of short right aren't they shorter than joe gacy i think it could be a female as baby ice is saying yeah. or somebody that's like cruiserweight does hmm. seem like somebody of smaller stature. I'm gonna have to think about that one, but um, do you think it could be a main roster star? Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Who though? Zyla. Like, who haven't we seen? Yeah, I mean, but that would be a 
I mean, Wait, who did you say? Zylie. Oh. I'm just and trying to think of short people. Have you know, to be Alexa minutes. Bliss while you're, you know, oh. just. Could you imagine? Oh, man, that would be a demotion. <laughs> it's like you went from Bray Wyatt <laughs> to Joe Gacy. That's like literally the only thing worse she could have done than what she was doing Damn. with Bray Wyatt is now that... you're walking around in a Walmart mask with Joe Gacy. That's like going from Justin Timberlake to Kevin Federline. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. K-Fed um, was a great wrestler. I, I think if you go back and look at his run, one of the better celebrity wrestlers in the history of wrestling. Not in terms of work rate. I mean, in getting heat and like being a great heel, he was unbelievable. I'm just going to say, leave Britney alone. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. Uh, yeah, uh, Julian Floyd saying it's uh, Isla Dawn or Isla Dawn. Isla? I like the idea yeah. of Nikki Cross. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That'd be good. Well, she's already wearing them. That'd be funny. She takes a mask out. She's got another mask on. <laughs> like Sting. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so we'll see. For Tuesday. And hopefully Nikita and Zoe win those tag titles. That'll be a high point of Tuesday. I could see it. Me too. I, I actually think it's going to be a DQ finish where they're going to win by DQ but not win the titles. So toxic attraction. And maybe, yeah, maybe toxic attraction has something to do and then off we go. Toxic attraction has something to do with every finish in a woman's match, apparently. I know. And it's Six just, degrees of toxic attraction. Yeah. They're good, but it's just getting silly. It's just, it's, yeah, it is. It's giving me undisputed to... era vibes because yeah. that's what it turned into towards the end. I stopped watching NXT. The Undisputed Era, when they dragged that out, that's yeah. that what got me to stop watching NXT. Yeah, you and a lot of people. <laughs> oh, man. So, okay, there you have it. It's the weekend. Fine show, not the best. I would recommend people go back and watch that opener. <laughs> Other than that, and the, and the, and the, the main closer. was very good. And the too, closer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The bookend. The opener and the closer were great, but everything else was just there. Uh, Calvin saying the Red Hoods female could be Ladon or Tegan Knox. Oh, is I Tegan Knox, I think Tegan Knox got released, right? I thought, yeah, but you know, back. Triple H is bringing everybody back, yeah, so and he was a fan of Tegan Knox with Joe Gacy. Okay, so this is interesting. Is Steven saying if Stark turns on Lions, I mean, that gives them something to do for a while, but I mean, come on, like this could be the same thing as Cora and Roxanne. What if Lions turns on Stark? Mm, well, see, that would be a mistake because I think Lions yeah. needs to be a baby face if she's going to be chasing. And I like them together. They have good chemistry. They do really feel like they, they actually like each other. For throwing together because, tag team, yeah, it's working very well. 100%. Because it's better chemistry than um, Katana Chance and Caden Carter who seem like they're legit friends in real life and have been teaming together for Yeah, they go to festivals together. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> They got to go to Burning Man. I want a Burning Man segment out of them. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, it's Saturday. Issa's got to get back to watching the Halloween films. Yeah, I, I'm watching all of them so that I can rank them for my channel. So for oh, a wow. special Halloween video. So it's been it's been a mission, but I, there was a couple of them that I hadn't watched in years. Uh, Halloween Six is one of them. So I took that timeline. Now I'm moving on to the uh, H2O and Resurrection timeline. Then I'm doing the new ones, and then we'll do the one-offs like the Rob Zombie and Season of the Witch, and then we'll make the video. It's gonna be fun. Wow, that's awesome. Season of the Witch. Um, it's a I don't good know. movie, Glenn. 
not uh but that uh silver shamrock song's a banger uh but yeah. <laughs> uh we watched chopping mall this morning chopping mall has one of the great vhs box covers of all time where it looks like body parts in a shopping bag you're like ooh, this is a weird slasher film in a shopping mall and then you watch the movie and it's about like security robots that like got fried <laughs> and just start killing people and there's no chopping involved horrible bait and switch Wait, did you hear? Did you hear the dirt about Jamie Lee Curtis um, meeting Daniel Harris? No, no. So they met at the premiere of Halloween Ends, and apparently Daniel Harris went up to her and told her that she played her daughter on the four and five. Yeah, yeah. And how much of an honor it was to play her. And Jamie Lee says, "I don't know you. I didn't watch those movies." Wow. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, she has a she has a podcast. It's called Talk Scary to Me, and they it was oh, her yeah. and the girl that played Laurie Strode in I forget her name in the Rob Zombie movies. They do the podcast mm. together. They and she, I guess Jamie Lee didn't know who either one of them was. They should have Kanye on that podcast because he's not a fan of Jamie Lee Curtis either. If you've been seeing his interviews and Yo. saying how she's talking about his children. Listen, I just thought that was unnecessary because the girl said she went up to her, introduced herself, and said who she was. So you know. I'm just, it's tea, just giving you some horror. horror oh, yeah. And that had to be heartbroken because she probably got into the yeah, moment that was actually her mother. And now her, yeah. her mom's pretty much rejecting her. But remember, mm -hmm. Jamie Lee came back to the franchise in the 90s. Did they just ignore those films also? Well, she, she, yeah. So she tried to say that she did H2O and Resurrection yeah. for money. But she also said that they sucked. Even though, if you remember when H2O came out, she was oh, like yeah. putting it she over. Put it over. She was like yeah. crazy about it. It's the best Halloween movie. Which H2O was not bad. Resurrection is. H2O is not. But um, now she's trying to say that that was all for money. And this timeline is the one that you have to watch. So, you know, you never know. It's crazy. Sounds, awesome. Sounds better than Halloween ends, I'll tell you that. You watch it? I, I was very disappointed. I wanted to watch Kills. I was listening uh Kevin Smith. I was catching up on his podcast. He had Anthony Michael Hall on. I didn't know Anthony Michael Hall was in Kills. Bro, Halloween ends makes Halloween Kills good. <laughs> like, I was like, maybe I was too mean to Halloween Kills after I watched Halloween ends. I was like, you know, Halloween Kills is not that bad. <laughs> well, there you have it. Uh, have a good weekend, everyone. We'll be back on Tuesday for Tag Title Tuesday. Yay. Until then. Butch. Issa's at NYC Demon Diva. That's Diva with a one. Alfred's at This Is Nasty. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering professional-grade industrial supplies plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.